Hello and welcome to the Fizzle Show! What is up? Oh my god! I'm dancing in my basement! It's another Fizzle Show Day! Fizzle Tuesday! Fizzle Show Day! We used to have Fizzle episodes go out every Friday, now it's Tuesday. Why? Why? Because you got a whole lot of week left, is why. And, and, and a lot of times in business, it just feels like, God dang, if I could just get a little shot of business espresso. If I could just get a little support. If I could just get a, like a little bit to push me over that hump. And guess what? Wednesday's hump day, so we give you a little bit of that... <laughs> I almost said buttermilk coffee. We give you a little bit of that buttermilk coffee on Tuesday. <laughs> what? What? Very I don't understand. Buttermilk coffee. But like, who needs it? Everybody, apparently. I think I was looking for bulletproof. But I got buttermilk. And so this is, uh, like every episode of The Fizzle Show, a kind of a shot in the arm, a little bit of an immunity booster, a little bit of a... of a, It might make you feel a little bit queasy for a day or two. It might make you feel a little bit sore or achy as we, as we dip you into some of the realities of being an entrepreneur in the modern world, okay? There are things you can do right now to start your business, to grow your business, to sell more products, to create products that haven't been created yet that are going to be successful for you, to try things out you've never tried out before, to expand and express your creativity in ways that might allow you to collect people. Jesus said he would teach you to be fishers of men, right? I don't know why I'm going into scripture, but that's just happening. Here we go. Jesus, I'm not even a Jesus guy anymore. Jesus and I are seeing other people, but Jesus talks about being fisher of men, and I like the apt metaphor because it is like that sometimes with business. You, A lot of modern businesses, you, you kind of are shepherding or farming or stewarding an audience, Now, this is something that Corbett really picked up on early on, and a lot of his work and training revolved around helping people to understand how to think about their audience, how to grow your audience, and how to understand what your audience is actually wanting from you so that you can create products that they jump at, that they go, oh, yes, I want that, right? This is one of the ways that uh, modern entrepreneurship uh, will will shift your mindset from a regular just however you wherever you grew up with whatever family there's just things that you have installed in your mind some of those aren't that helpful for entrepreneurship some of them actually really might be right so when we listen to the episodes like the you know these ones on the fizzle show and any anything else that you listen to there's so much great stuff out there what our hope is is that it like by osmosis is getting into you a little bit helping helping show you your thought um what's the your thought habits right so we can break through some of those so we can create some new thought habits and we start thinking about like for instance one of the ones we've always said on the fizzle show is that famous jim Rohn quote where you are the average you're not being valuable enough that's corbett's value you've got to provide more value that's corbett's jim Rohn. that's my impression of corbett's impression of jim Rohn. but he has this great quote where uh which has been quoted for billions it seems like billions of of years uh even though it was only like whatever 40 or 50 years ago and it's you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with right and we've used that uh brought that into fizzle show episodes and courses a lot because one of those things that you get shifted in your mind is how you relate to other people or who are the other people in your life and there's a lot of famous stories we've told about like well you do is you should you start hanging out with a little bit of a different uh you know occasionally with some other more inspired folks and you've got a little more inspiration you've got a little more drive and a little more know-how and a little more elbow grease and all that stuff because 
business. Because business. Speaking of the five people we spend the most time with, I'm joined today by Aiden Fishbein. Say hi, Aiden. Good day, fine people. Good day, fine people. And we have a very special guest on the show today. We are going to have an excellent conversation around what happens after you launch. There's a few different ways a launch could go. Have you heard of this? Like sometimes it really sucks and sometimes it's really awesome. And so uh, there's a couple ways that it, that it can go. And we're going to talk about what are we going to do when we do our launch, no matter how it ends up, right? If it ends up like this, well, here's what you do. If it ends up like that, well, here's what you do. We're going to talk about our experiences through this and we're going to do it with a very very friend, a very friend of the Fizzle Show, Sarah Kathleen Beck. Hi, Sarah. Tell, <laughs> Sarah, tell the people, like, tell the people, just like, give us a sense of what you've been up to in the last like eight years. <laughs> eight. <laughs> Hooray and hallelujah. Yeah. Hi. Hi. <laughs> eight years. Okay. I um, started a couple businesses, grew a couple babies, moved from San Francisco to New York, have been friends with you for a really long time. Forever. Um, yeah, got married, and my husband took my last name. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. And now, if you want to hear more about Sarah Kathleen Peck, that was today's episode. You guys, follow along at home at fizzleshow.co slash 312. I'm kidding. The, uh, the thing about Sarah, I met Sarah at a blogging conference, like a new media expo, like a, dec- like a long time ago. And, uh, and, and really, she's just a ball of energy. She's really thoughtful, and she's really smart and sensitive. And now, tell the people a little bit about what you've been doing in, in startups. I don't know if you're still doing it, Sarah, but you were helping startups understand more of the culture of of like of hey here's your employees are thinking about having babies they want to be like they want to feel like like this is a good place to do that you're just i love this idea of helping corporations and companies go like so what is it that our people are looking to get out of life or something like that can you share a little bit about what you've been doing there yeah i run a company called startup pregnant and the idea is that we bring an, a more interesting and nuanced conversation to what it looks like to be a worker, to be a parent and mm. to work, to be a parent and to be an entrepreneur, and to be a mother and to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. And the startup world has gotten so intense with the like hustle, 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 like build, 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 grind, grind, grind. And I actually think it's ripe for questioning like, how can we do work a little bit differently? Mm, like, yeah. what can we do to encourage women to be in the workplace, to mm-hmm. encourage, um, there's a, there's New a nice, uh, New well, York City. We're encouraging, <laughs> we're keeping the we're bad, we're keeping the bad people yeah, off the street. We've got, we've got, we've got no, the fireworks. being born right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I think when I hear the sirens. So what about pregnancy and being a mom could be beneficial to business? Mm. That's the question my startup asks. Mm. I like it, man. I love it. I think it's such interesting, valuable work to be a part of. Okay, so what what I want to get into today is is actually, Aiden, let me let you set this up because I like I like this topic a lot. This idea of what we do after we launch. So tell us a little bit, like Aiden, set us up for this because I think a lot of people maybe who haven't launched yet, they don't. You know, you 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 can kind of get a little rose colored glasses about what it's going to be like. You could be, oh, it's going to be good. You just kind of think it's going to be good, and then you get there. It's like it's. 
like when you take a psychedelic. It's like, this is going to be fun. And then when you get there and you're like, oh, no, I have to survive this. <laughs> oh, my god! You take it right. You know what I mean? It's like, breathe, water. Is the body on? The body's on. Note, we've got signals right. from the body. <laughs> Check but, your pulse. But a lot of times in life, there's, there are those moments where it's like, oh, no, oh, no, I didn't actually prepare for this eventuality. I didn't prepare for this. And emotionally, that's the moment where, bam, old trauma can come back and you get into some old rut, uh, some old rut, some old habit that you yeah. used to have. You know what I mean? Just all of a sudden, it's like, yeah, see, because nothing I do ever works. Whoa, where did that come from? Hey, your Uncle Terry's back, and he's in your head, and he's drinking Coors and smoking cigarettes in the basement, and he's yelling at you again. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so set, up, set up this idea for us. Yeah. <clears throat> so, I mean, this is, it's, it's kind of fascinating. I'm really glad to have Sarah on the, on the call, and I, I won't assume that, that this is too similar, but this is probably the closest thing I've gotten to birthing anything is launching. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I'll just say, speak for myself. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is a energy sucking investment. Uh, it's not a sucking, it's an investment. You That's know, what you a pump- baby feels like. Yeah. Right. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Good. An energy um, sucking investment. An energy yeah. sucking investment. It's a, it's a parasitic, hopefully symbiotic experience um, where you're Pretty building. Parasitic. Very good. <laughs> Um, uh, symbiotic after after the age the, of eighteen, the, re- the re- <laughs> mutualistic potentially. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's like the benefits of it are like you know forty years down the road when right. they, when they're helping me. I pick mean, they're out. literally a parasite. They're in there eating you. <laughs> so yeah. go on, go it, it's, on. It's, it's it's apt. It's apt. Oh yeah. Oh, it's thank God we're not like those weird insects that like do this weird stuff. It's like no, the baby's inside, like sucking on your juices, eating you it's up the from the inside. And such is a launch of your business. It's taking. <laughs> Your time. <laughs> oh, hold on. Can we keep money. going on the baby thing? It's, no, I'm totally, kidding. totally. <laughs> but but the truth is, it's um, it it if it launches, I mean, this is the whole thing. You spend this energy, you push it out into the world, um, and regardless if it's <laughs> uh, if it's a good launch, if you hit your targets, or if you fall far short of your targets, um, there are lessons and there are ways. To to do things. There's a thousand different ways that your launch could go. And then a thousand different ways for those thousand different ways that you could feel about each of these things. Mm. So <clears throat> the idea I just is want to, can I just interrupt you right there? So for people who are imagining babies alongside of this, we're not imagining like you push a baby out and then you're like, Oh, that's not the one that I wanted. The, <laughs> right. better, metaphor, the better, better metaphor here is that like, uh, I think most people don't actually know this, but one third of pregnancies end. In miscarriage. Mm-hmm. So one out of three times you're going to get pregnant and then it's not going to work. Yeah. And that's totally normal and no one talks about it. Right. And then you only have a 25% chance of getting pregnant when you are trying if both partners are healthy and viable and all of that. So there's just like the metaphor here is that getting pregnant can be really hard. And even if you get pregnant, it might not work. So or it might work and then end and it's totally normal. It's part of the process. So back to you, Aiden. Yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. It. And I, I think, it. I think that's, that's a great point. I'll, I'll, I'll stop trying to tie this metaphor too closely to it. Um, well, you know how but, you have the umbilical cord, right? Well, your umbilical cord is your email list. <laughs> it's a tether. <laughs> you want to be tethered to your project. All right. Let's talk um, about the placenta. Now the placenta wait. is your website. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just so making got, it up it's okay. like your, the placenta is actually your pantry in your house you need to get a lot of snack bars do you have snack bars <laughs> a lot of those for entrepreneurship no, life sustaining force <laughs> for entrepreneurship or pregnancy just get some snack bars sorry aiden please continue i apologize so so this is this is a good dovetail out of that you need different kinds of sustenance depending on 
how your launch goes. So, for example, um, you know, obviously we're going to be talking about kind of the common example, the likelihood that that your launch is going to be suboptimal is probably higher than it being a super epic success. Um, that's just the way the odds work. So figuring out how to pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and uh, and get going again is really important. That's probably the most important psychology to, to manufacture. But hold here. on, hold on here. This, <clears throat> this, this, I want to jump right in. Wait, wait, hold on. Are you setting up the <laughs> intro still? Because I want to jump right in with, with something you just said. I think it was, I think it was like a perfect little entry point. Uh, so, so keep, yeah, let me just keep setting up. Round off. And then, and then, yeah, the, the only thing that's clear here is that the world will keep spinning. So you need to know you need to do something next. If it's a success, if it's a failure, you need to do something. So how do we at the very least get better at finding and starting that next thing? If it's a dismal expectation, low expectation situation, or if it's, or if it's a super success. So how do we, how do we move on from there? So yeah, take it away. Okay. I like this. This is great. Okay. So first of all, what I want to jump into is I think the very, like you just said, uh, and this is honestly, if we look at the numbers is probably going to end up being true, but there's a way we can, we can, you know, we can sort of fix this, these numbers you talked about the likelihood that your launch is going to be suboptimal, maybe a little, le- a little less successful than you wanted it to be. Oftentimes, uh, it's sort of like, you know, in the ether that like that is that happens more often than than the other one where it's like a wild su- success. Everybody like take a seat, <clears throat> realize this about yourself, whether you've launched things or not. And those of you who have launched things, you know what I'm talking about. You will you will know what I'm talking about. Um, you want this launch that you're thinking about to go well. All right. And there's probably expectations you have about it that you're not even clear on yet. And one of the most beneficial, useful, uh, functionally valuable things we can do with our time before a launch is to get clear about what expectations we really have of that launch, for better or for worse. You know, whether like just getting a sense of what our internal temperature is on this launch. What are we really wanting to get out of it? What are we hoping for? What are we really hoping for? Because have you ever heard that that quote, Aiden? You might remember the language better. It was like happiness <clears throat> is reality minus expectations. Right? It's like mm-hmm. the happiness is reality minus expectations. <laughs> right? Right. So there's this way in which you can have a launch that, uh, that, you know, if you compare it to other people's launches, you can, you, the numbers are going to be vastly maybe lower than others, let's say, but you can still feel the success of it because your expectations were such that it, it became a place for you to learn something valuable through. And that was part of your expectation, part of your goal, part of your, your drive in this is realizing we're going to be doing this entrepreneurship thing for a long time. And it's just the first launch or the third launch or the whatever. So hold on on that note, before we started recording, Sarah, we were joking about, uh, we were joking about a way that you kind of like, uh, you kind of, you, you have a barometer for people sometimes when they're like, when they're like, oh yeah, and then I'm going to launch my product and it's going to go, it's like the, the, like the subtext there is, and it's going to go fine and it's going to, I'm going to move right on into whatever's next. Um, do you, <laughs> do you remember when we were talking about this? Can you say more about like this sense of how, um, how you see the how you see entrepreneurship for the individual over time? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the thing that's really interesting is that I, when I work with entrepreneurs and I work with startups and business owners, I think about I look at their mindset and I say, okay, how ready are you? 
Like how, how invested are you? How much have you done? And a lot of times what I'll see is people are so excited about the very first launch ever. And they're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to go do this. And it's all going to go perfectly. Mm. The reality is that it can take five years that you can go 27 cycles through the spin cycle, trying to figure out how to make it work. And Chase, I think something that is really interesting here, and it's worth pushing the metaphor a little bit. Sorry for all the puns. Not sorry. (laughs) Um, But like launches are like sex. And a lot Um, of people... I was just taking a drink of water and I almost just on, just for fun, just went... (laughs) (laughs) Spit it all out. (laughs) What? (laughs) Say more. There's so much about your attitude and your mindset around it that dictates your experience of it. If you're Mm. trying to get pregnant... And you say, okay, we're going to have sex. We're going to have sex this month. We're going to do it five times. We're going to do it right when you're ovulating and you're going to get pregnant this month. Mm -hmm. The intense pressure that you're putting on the outcome and the expectation means that month two is going to feel terrible. And it all depends on how you set up the goals. And if your goals with your partner or whatever your goals are, let's, let's say pregnancy. If you're trying to get pregnant, you say, you know what? I know that it takes a long time. So I want to have a year of really good sex. And we're going to have 12 different experiments each month. And maybe we miss a month and maybe we don't. And the odds are good here and the odds are harder there. And like summer is going to be awesome because there's fewer clothing required, mm-hmm. faster, yeah. better. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's easier big, to get started. Right? Yeah. But, you know, but it's like, easier to launch. <laughs> but the, easier to launch. Exactly. But the thing here that's really important is that your experience, Chase, you said happiness is reality minus expectations. Your happiness or your satisfaction or your outcome here is related to what you set up in the, from the get go. And if you said by January 30th, we're going to be pregnant with our first child and then it didn't happen. You're very disappointed. But if you say, you know what, I'm going to control what I control what I can control, which is the the act part, the doing part. I'm going to do everything I can do um, and I'm going to see what happens. And I know that it might take six to 12 months and we'll reevaluate 12 months from now and see whether or not it worked. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a really, that's a really good point too, because so often, at least in my world, I set a goal and there's a large portion of that goal that's contingent on things that are outside of my control. So really figuring out, okay, your launch, what what do you actually have control over? And that does help reset the expectations um, so that you actually you actually have control over over what you hope and are expecting. So not only kind of setting realistic expectations, but um, yeah, lining up those expectations with like, am I expecting something to go right that is a coin flip here, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, how many coin flips am I hoping for? Or that very um, famous, or that <clears throat> important question, like, what do I not know about this? You know, what do I yeah, not know yeah. that I don't know about? Like, what are the what are the actual what are what will surprise me in this? And there's so much in business and in relationships and all those things we've talking. We've been like kids and sex and launching products and create coming up with the idea for what the product should be and determining what your year is going to go like. And okay, we're going to launch this product in the first half of the year, and then we're going to. You know what? Like then, what? There's there's just so much. There's just so much that that uh, that comes up with with running this stuff. And so, uh, just to underline what you're saying, both you guys, right now, the uh, the the thing about focusing on what I can control instead of uh, instead of just 
just expecting that those things will just go right. And and it's, this is again, that place where it's like, Oh, you know what? That's probably a blind spot for a lot of people. The ways you expect it will go right is a, is an easy spot to, to actually have as a blind spot in your experience Mm -hmm. and just go, Oh man, turns out, uh, I can tell by the amount of disappointment I'm feeling right now that I wanted this to go better. And I didn't right. come to terms with that beforehand and, and like really kind of ground myself. I think about it as grounding before we do these like intense, like four day trainings that I've been doing with my coach buddies. Like there's a, a, like there's a grounding we all do, like the whole staff, we all get together when it's just like, and what that is, is we just are like, where are you at? Like, what's going on? It's like, honestly, uh, my wife and I, we, we were in a fight and we had to like share all the things we were battling because now I had to, we wanted to, because we wanted to be on a level with the people for the people who are coming in. We just called that grounding, right? Grounding is a sense of, of, uh, of taking stock in what's already here, your roots, right? There's like your roots, like I'm already in the ground. I'm already rooted in what's coming up through those roots. What's coming up through those roots. And then there's your branches and your stuff that's reaching out and your stuff that's like actually growing and sprouting up out, like literally defying gravity. Like what the hell trees? Trees are just like, (laughs) screw gravity. I'm going going for it. (laughs) Same thing with our spine. We're just like, no, I want to go upright. Let's go upright. This will be fun. But, uh, but this sense of the sense of control over what we can control, the sense of expectations, coming to terms with what our expectations are. This is all, this is all like, you know, we could, we could literally be talking about anything right now and talk about those two things. Right. Mm-hmm. And Chase. Yeah. Um, in coaching, they have this exercise and you draw three concentric circles and the circles are areas that you can control in the smallest circle in the middle. Mm-hmm. The next circle is what you can influence. And the third circle is things that are out of your control. Yeah. And a lot of people treat launches like they have control over all three of those areas. Like yeah. I'm going to launch, I'm going to sell 20 seats by the end of the month and I'm going, and it's all going to work. And once I sell those 20 seats at full price, I'm going to make my business revenue. And the thing, the attitude shift that needs to happen here is the understanding that I treat each launch like uh, an opportunity to learn or an mm. experiment. And I need to do 12 of those launches over the course of the year to get closer and closer to my audience and understand and listen to them and learn. And the more launches I plan to do, the less importance there is on any one specific launch. And I can say, oh, I learned from that one. You know what? A whole bunch of stuff out of my control happened. Right. Because I was recently talking to a book editor and she said, she said to me, I said, well, how do I like, how do I make myself really attractive to agents? How do I make myself really attractive to editors? And she goes, you know what? Your job is to focus on writing a really good book because I can guarantee you that most of the books that came out in November, 2016 did not do very well. Yeah. And it was because of circumstances beyond their control. The media coverage for four months solid was all about the new president elect. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Nobody was buying any other book other than just glued to the news. Was that the author's fault? No. Did they have a terrible launch? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This kind of stuff. This is where in soccer, we used to just say unlucky. I learned learned this playing soccer in a beer league soccer team up in Portland. And uh, a lot of the guys who had played soccer like a bunch, like all through high school, all through college, they were really good. I was (laughs) not really good, but I learned, (laughs) I learned well. Um, And, and, but it was, I really got, I really got into this kind of, I, I heard them saying unlucky, 
oh, unlucky, unlucky when when something would happen and someone would take the ball or 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 it's just like the ball would catch a bad bounce like on its way to right. someone and it's like little it's stuff. Crossbar. It's just yeah. like it's unlucky. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's unlucky. Which is to say, you know, sometimes you get lucky. You know, it's just like, right. it's not yeah. like you're you amazing. It's not like you're like mm-hmm. the best of the world. It's like sometimes you get lucky, sometimes you're not. Now that's very beer league. And I think entrepreneurship, if we see ourselves in more of a farm league, we would, re- this is what I wrote about a long time ago called the third tier. Talked about the third tier of networking, which is like, there's like the people who are speaking on stage. And then there's that, that's like the second tier. That's like, you know, your Pat Flynn's and your, your Gary Vaynerchuk's. Gary Vaynerchuk's like a first tier. You're like Jay Z and uh, Ellen DeGeneres is like a first tier like you just this is our world is stratified like this right and there's probably countless ways to 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 draw a line between you know at what level people are but i tell you what i'm not at a jay-z level okay no i'm not an ellen degeneres right now big <laughs> surprise for a lot of just people yet. to learn um but, but right. then there's like below that which is like internet famous Right. And that's how I think of it. And you could break these up however you want. But this idea of the third tier where the people I'm sitting with in the conference, right, watching whoever's on stage. And there's a sense there where if you if you if you're like if you're just open to friendship and possibility and relationship. I started meeting people. It also depends on what conferences you go to. <laughs> I was at the time, it was kind of like the glory day for me for conferences. And I met people that are still to this day, super good friends, even though we've only ever, ever spent time together at conferences like you and me, Sarah, who all went on to do interesting things. Like so many of them went on to do interesting things. The third tier, when you put those roots in early on, what happens is you grow with them. Right, it's a totally different thing than getting noticed by Seth Godin and having him tweet out your your sales page. It's like now you're successful, and it's a long haul. <laughs> it's a long haul vision. It's realizing that, like Brian Eno, this composer said, "There's no such thing as genius. There's only genius." Right, like you have a scene. It's like Andy Warhol uh, and and his big, you know, group of artists. There was so much work that came out of. There's so many geniuses that came out of that. Right, and, and Brian Eno's point is that you actually, if you're a genius, you actually are. It's not that you're standing on the shoulders of giants. It's that you wouldn't be like as developed as you are without developing in that scene they're listening to the music they're listening to they're reading the books that they're reading and you're getting that's brushing off on you right it's coming and sometimes your family's your scene who knows what your scene is maybe for a lot of you a lot for a lot of us in america our scene is we go down to chico's we get some scrunchies and honestly it feels pretty good i stop by at the jamba juice on the way back and i get a little protein boost that's what i do i get a protein boost that's my scene but i don't know where i'm going with that but it's just out now Tell me, where are you going with it? Yeah. <laughs> we we just, have this thing called landing the train these days. Yeah, <laughs> landing the train. Land the train. But this, the, but, the, the, the thing that's happening is we're talking about expectations. We're talking about uh, the, the expectations that you have of your launch, okay? And the reason why we're starting here is because these are the things you're going to have to interact with once your launch is complete, okay? Right. Because the moment that your launch is finished... The, 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 you might take a breather. You might go, you might go have a drink. You might go for a walk. You might take a week off. Who knows? Who knows what you'll do? But what's going to need to happen, as Aiden mentioned in the beginning, is there is a, an ongoingness in entrepreneurship. There's a like, I'm not done-ness in it where you launched a product. You, you did some launch. Good for you. 
I can't wait to see in five years how you've like developed and grown and, and what other launches you've done and all this other stuff. And that's for you to figure out and for you to follow through on and, and work through. And this is really, man, I, I still feel like, uh, like part of me is still a little sad about this sort of the way that we have to grow up as entrepreneurs, you know, because I, I wanted it just to flow like real easily and effortlessly from one thing to the next and just, just, and in its own way, honestly, if you can get into the right headspace, it kind of does, but right. it kind of does flow from one to the next. If you squint your eyes and look at it sort of, you know, <laughs> in retrospect, in retrospect, have you seen, have you seen the, um, the show Russian doll? No, not yes. yet. I've heard it's great. Yeah, okay. Aiden's seen. Okay. Well, have you played a video game? Yeah, I played a video game. Yeah. <laughs> just, you're just checking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think one of the things that's really interesting about what you're saying, this idea of a scene, yeah. like you're in a scene, you're in a moment, a launch you can see as a scene and you have to keep playing the scene and keep rehearsing and keep going back through it until you have enough scenes to make a story. Mm. And a lot of people think a launch is the whole story. And yeah. I want to bring the perspective that you need lots and lots and lots of data, lots of experimentation, lots of mm. scenes. You're going to go to, where was it? Chico's? You're going <laughs> to buy, <laughs> you may be buying like ponytail That's holders right. till the cows come home and yes. the train lands a plane <laughs> on the boat in the <laughs> middle of Michigan. So I'm going to be doing like, that until you have such a good you. relationship. So good. <laughs> until you have such a good relationship with a cashier at Chico's that you know everything that she's doing mm. and you're able to say like, you're able to like wink and nod and mm. she knows that you need more hair ties because mm. God knows what you do with those hair ties yeah, at the end of the day, but you refill every week we and you're so familiar with that scene that one launch doesn't destroy you mm. because the sign of an early entrepreneur is somebody that takes one launch and treats it as devastation if it goes poorly mm. and mm. like mania everything is perfect if mania yeah. if it works. And so mm. here's, this is it. You're, you're, we've got this thing called dovetailing that I've brought. I've introduced the world of fizzle to, <laughs> but to dovetail perfectly out of that into and bring that luck component and the expectation component here, there is over any considerable period of time, for me, I tie less and less of my self-worth to my projects, right? Um, and that is a direct result of mitigating expectations because I've done that via noticing what I have control over and not. So for me, it starts with that, those concentric circles, right? Which ones are overlapping, really, really starting to get really crystal clear on that. These are the areas that are coin flips. These are the areas mm. I don't have control over. Mm. Here is where I have control. That then turns into understanding reasonable expectations, which then helps me be healthy about how much identity and self-worth I give to my thing. Mm -hmm. That mitigates the mania when things go good. It keeps me humble. And that's also what means that if things don't go well, it's like, what a beautiful lesson. Mm. You know, right. yeah. that's what it and was. To dovetail off of that, <laughs> uh, what Chase is saying about the tree and the roots and the foundation and grounding, the thing is, the more launches you do, the more roots you have in your tree. The mm. more stable you are, the more steady you are. And then when a storm comes along and you launch something and usually you get 60 people and you get 20, you're like, oh, that was a bad storm. We lost a couple of branches, but I'm still a tree. I'm so still yeah, here. We're going to yeah. come back. There's another season. We're still going to make pretty flowers. It's going to be good. Mm, I like this. Okay, so Sarah, I want to get into, um, I want you to tell us about one of your launches. 
I want you to, I want to hear about some, like, and, and it can be anything, it can be anything, big, little, small, whatever, whatever. I, I, I just want to, what I really want to be listening for and listener be listening for this is the sort of the emotional or energetic sort of reality for you at what, at, at whatever stage, you know, after you launch or like what, because, because like you just said, like it's the, it's a, it's a real sign of a young entrepreneur, which is no bad, you know, it's like just young. Hey, we all start young. Like, you know, like we all start young, the, the meaning like even if you're old and you're young in entrepreneurship, like it's like you're just early in entrepreneurship. Your right? skin doesn't start. 100%. Thick, you know, yeah. and so the, the, the early the sign of an earlier young entrepreneur is this kind of like a devastation after a poor launch or uh, sort of running roughshod towards a launch, not realizing that like, dude, you're burning the candle at, at multiple ends here. And, mm. and after this launch, like there's, an oven. there's still gets you, know, you put the candle in the oven and you turn all the lights on. <laughs> On. Like <laughs> that's it. Love it. I love it. So tell us, it's Sarah. So true. Yeah. Well, no, it's it's so true. It, it's one of the reasons why sometimes it's a good idea to keep your day job for a little while because then the risk and the the overwhelm of a launch that doesn't work isn't so catastrophic, and yeah. you can get more. I don't want to say notches on your belt because that means something else, but like you can get more tick marks, calluses mm-hmm. on your feet yeah. to use your there metaphor. You yeah, like I your hope. skin can get a little rougher. Yeah. Um, you guys are throwing a lot of metaphors at me and i'm really well, working hard to well, you know what <laughs> i think it was joseph campbell who said that the uh, the schizophrenic drowns in the water that the mystic swims in <laughs> i think Ooh. we're doing the same thing with metaphors <laughs> right now it's just it's That's too many of them. it's just All metaphor right. yeah we're, we're, we're literally making people have like very confusing experiences but some people are going to get through it <laughs> Jace, i have a meta challenge for you for the okay. rest of your quotes and metaphors right. can you handle it i'm gonna try yeah. <laughs> so 100% of the people you've quoted have been men. Men. Oh my goodness. Which so is why just, Elizabeth just Gilbert a- says I don't quote men anymore. <laughs> so just noticing when you throw a couple more stories I want to add that mind bender for you. Okay? I like it. I appreciate you. Thanks for keeping me honest. All right, cool. Um so back to the question. Yeah, let's, which let's hear some why. of your launches. Yeah, let's hear. Let's hear just just one. Just take us in. Like take us into yeah. the scene. What's going on? So I just recently had my second baby. He was born in October 2018, and uh, I came back from maternity leave. Soft return starting January 1st, ready to hit it hard February 1st, because I have a year long program for women entrepreneurs to come together. And uh, it's a nine month mastermind. Um, Nine month is not meant to be punny, but it it just happens to be that way. (laughs) (laughs) My company's name Startup Pregnant. We start in March, we end in um, November, mostly because I don't want to saddle people with extra work over the holidays. Like, Thanksgiving, Christmas, the new year, like everyone's getting colds and germs. There's so much going on. Kids are home. Like it's not a great time to be doing a ton of work. Mm. So we start in March and then we end right before U.S. Thanksgiving. And I had the plan of launching all of February. And I was so excited because I got my landing page done by January 30th, which was new for me. Usually I'm way behind on getting my landing pages up. And I spent the whole month and I set these goals. I wanted... 20 people as my good goal, 30 people as my better goal, and 40 people as my best goal. Um, And one of the really exciting things for me is because this is a young business, this is my second year in business, my third year of playing with the idea because I started a podcast and then officially decided last year to go full on in the business. Mm. And the best goal 
finance is my entire year as an entrepreneur. Mm. It means by the end of February, I've got my sale, like everything's set. Like we have our advertising budget, we have our marketing budget. I can hire the contractors that I want to hire. And it's, it's a real stretch for me in terms of, um, I guess the, the place I want to be playing, yeah. like the things I want to be doing in the world. And we, I mean, God, what happened? We hired a nanny, then the nanny, then we changed. We started my son in daycare. I was there for three days. We got sick. Taxes were due. I don't even know all the things that happened, but basically I effectively had two weeks of time to work instead of four. Um, other things happened and I, I'm like blanking them out right now. I don't even remember, yeah, but I know yeah. there was more. <laughs> and at the end of the month, we got a beautiful 16 people in the program. Okay. Okay. And they're amazing human okay. beings. But your goal was, you know, 20 for good, 30 for better, 40 for best. Well, I love, I love this because it's like we're right into this. All right, set big, hairy, audacious goals. But your goals, are your goals able to do, you know, are they workable? Like, are they, you, can you measure them? You know, there's all these things about goals. They're smart goals. Like, we got all this stuff about goals, and it's really helpful stuff. Um, but, you know, almost none of it can prepare you for, like, really, when you just hang that out there like that, you're really kind of subject to how, like, what is the what is the effectiveness of your bullhorn? You know, how many people are actually in your slipstream such that, like, not only do they hear the message, but then they're they want it too, and they're ready right now, and they can do it, and they will do it. You know, it's like right. all of those. It's just the, the the pool gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. The more and all you, the things go. I'm sorry. Yeah. I was just going to, and, and everything you just rattled off is like things you barely can look for and barely have control over and barely can influence. Yeah. So, um, I mean, those are the best people for your program, but how do you, how do you strong arm and snatch people like that out of the internet? <laughs> or or how do you come to terms with the fact that like, okay, we got 16 and Sarah, I heard this in your tone where you're just like, actually like you're like, so tell me about your experience with, with them so far. Tell me about like yeah. what you went from like, Oh dude, if I did 40 and I love the way you said that, like, Hey man, if I get 40, my whole year's taken care of. Right. And think that, think that thought and see if it doesn't just run like a Tasmanian devil through your entire soul <laughs> and just go like, things totally. are going to be fine. You know, totally. that that's one place where you can get hooked on attachment and you're just like, oh, this is amazing. Totally. Well, so one of the main struggles, we had 35 applications. I ended up going through 24 of them were like really, really good. The hard part was not looking and being like, maybe I can squeeze one more person who's not a good fit into this program. And so one of the challenge edges for me was to maintain the integrity of the community, not because people who applied are like bad in any way. They're just not a right fit for this program at this time. Or there was someone who applied, for example, who's pregnant. She's due in three months. Her business is so young that I couldn't ethically and honestly say, I want to take, you know, $3,500 from you because I know what you're about to get into and I know where you are in business. And I like, she asked me, she said, what would you do? Cause we were in an interview and I said, you know what? I'd, I'd pay for a doula. Yeah. I wouldn't, I yeah. wouldn't join this mastermind. I'd pay yeah. for a doula. And then I would pay for a night nurse because the first year of parenting is so hard. And then I would come back to do this program when you have a two-year-old. Man, that's, that's such like a, um, I love the way that you put that Sarah, because it's so practical 
It's so it's so functional in in the sense that I get it. You want to do a business, but I'm not entirely sure you know the reality you're about to enter enter into. Right. So it's really it's really caring in in its own way for for those people. And 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 it's interesting to have those you know, to have a product like that where you have those kinds of questions going on. I love that. I love, those, to me, businesses where you've got a product where you're asking questions like that is just so interesting. Yeah. Is this really the right for this person instead of... <laughs> uh, but not all of us have that. And uh, and frankly, like, uh, most of my stuff has never really been like that. It's always been the, we're not charging tons of money, you know? So I'm, I'm looking at the numbers. I'm like, how many visited the page? How many decided Use to convert? Platform, yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> and then how, like, and what are the results over time and and all of that stuff i just love the way that that with a product and a launch you are literally you're brought into an entire world of questions right into an entire world of we'll see what 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 is uh what what is oh no i, I can't i can't say that one I, i'll keep this one because it's another male and you know <laughs> god forbid meta challenge we listen success. to another one of those so right. the, 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 those the, those beautiful wonderful pesky everywhere amazing <laughs> creatures that they are yeah yeah uh, that's right kind. we all need one i wanted Go for i it. wanted to dig in just a little bit i i i don't want to gloss over this because i think this is maybe the cornerstone of what we're talking about here but you had 24 people that you were potentially you could potentially get in and yeah. then and that was above your good goal right yes that number yes. so i am fascinated that you were confident enough to go in direct opposition to your floor goal Mm. for 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 what reason why what helped you is it the time that you've i mean i know we learned lessons about making those compromises in the past but um i think that's that's really really key here because we're talking about um setting goals and and not identifying with the success like hitting that goal for for a lot of people is like that success but you have somehow been able to set this goal and strive for it in three different tiers, no less, then not hit it, but still find it a success, seemingly, seemingly without much trouble. But I'm curious, what, how, what was the thought process like? Yeah. You know what? I really like that you asked this question because one of my metrics for success as a business owner, I am not chasing growth for growth's sake. I'm not chasing dollars for dollars' sake. My, one of my first and only goals in my business is, does this let me write? Mm. And so if I design a business that takes all of my time, all of my energy, and doesn't give me the freedom and the space to be able to write the books that I want to write, it doesn't matter how successful it is on paper. It is not a success to me Mm. because my calling and my work as a person is not satisfied. So one of the ways that I've designed my business is that I run a nine-month community, um, and I have two people who help me do it, and I'm in the community on Fridays and then every other week, and that gives me a space week in in between to just focus on writing. Mm. So there's a week where like this week where I'm doing a podcast with you and then I have podcasts tomorrow and then I have my interviews and my calls with my clients on Thursday and then I have nothing next week. So mm. the AB week philosophy, yeah. mm. um, which allows me to write. And I know from enough experience, cause this is the seventh or eighth mastermind that I've run. Um, that if you invite one of the wrong people into the group, you spend a year with them and if they are the wrong energy or they're just not right for the group right now, yeah. um, you 
your entire, your energy for the year is going to be off. At least it is for me because not all energy is the same. You can spend an hour with somebody and then feel for the next four hours, like on fire and alive and ready to do work and Mm. feel amazing. Or you can spend an hour with somebody and feel deflated. Like you have to recover that you want to drink a whole bunch of wine (laughs) for two weeks. Right. Right, Yeah. And then the anticipation, (laughs) anticipation, like dreading the conversation with those people. So for me, I put really strong walls around who's in the community because if I let the right people in, the community begins to work and run on its own. Mm, People are um, lifting each other up. They have a really good mental attitude. They have the right mindset. They are supporting each other and it becomes an invaluable place to be. And for me, I also trust So that was my financial goal. And it was pretty audacious to be like, let's see if we can hit it by February. This is cool. Let me just like (laughs) ring my tax accountant up and be like, hey, I just finished. Um, I also trust that between March and December, there are more projects coming my way. And what was fascinating to me was when I sent those um, declines to people who I was like, you know, you could be great, but I think you should apply next year. I think you need another year of experience. Come back. You're not quite here yet. Mm -hmm. The next week... I spent three hours writing because I literally wrote on my wall. I said, this is not a success if you don't have time to write. And that applies to launch as well. Mm -hmm. And so during my launch, I was writing. I got contacted by an agent um, when I was 33 weeks pregnant. She said to contact me when I, her, when I got back from maternity leave, I sent her some of my writing, which came together really, really fast. And she goes, I want this. Let's go. Mm. And is that, that's the writing that you did in that three hours that next week? Amazing. Yeah, that's super, 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 super cool. So, so what I'm hearing kind of parsing out that is that, um, you have not been soul crushingly demanding of your passion. You've found a good way to separate those two things, which enables your launches to not be given too much self-worth and identity so that you can be objective about those decisions. It's the same way with me and my clients with, cause I have an agency, Sarah, I, I, we do, we have a very, very small client book. We only take on a certain amount of clients per quarter. And, um, and those clients have to fit a very, very clear matrix of like old stale industries. They want to be disruptive and they're like weird people. And th- <laughs> if they're not any of those things, experience shows that we suffer and they, get frustrated. Um, and if they are weird, you, that's actually kind of the, the KPI right there <laughs> is if these people are weird, uh, kind of mindset philosophy junkies as well, we tend to have incredibly nourishing relationships, not only financially, but like emotionally too. So, mm-hmm. um, it's a tough thing to do when money's on the line. Mm-hmm. I know that from personal experience, but with your, the last thing you said is, is this abundance mindset, which is, this is not the only launch. This is not the be all end all. Mm. Um, there are more. Let's let's just get this out there. And I think that's the the idea behind Fizzle's Just Ship It challenge is figure this out so that you can learn to fight another day. You will learn and then you will grow. You do not just need to hit this home run right now. Um, so, yeah, no, I think that's really that's really powerful. That's a cool little story, man. Mm-hmm. You bottle that up and sell it in a case study. I love it. So when <laughs> when was when uh, was this, Sarah? When did you get the last person in and sort of when did when was the launch uh, closed, so to speak? So the launch closed at the end of February. And mm-hmm. one of the things that I haven't talked about yet is I, I looked at it. I was like, this is great. If these are the only 16 people for the year, I'm really satisfied. I'm so excited to be working with each of them. But also when you treat a launch like, okay, what can I learn? And, and it's arbitrary and I made it up. 
Yeah. I'm a business owner and I made it up. Yeah. Could I change anything? I decided to um, treat myself to a small mini relaunch. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? This program is nine months long. I'm going to keep the doors open in March. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep them open for four weeks. And I'm going to set a goal of four more people. They can come in. They can join us. I believe that the right people are out there. Women entrepreneurs who are navigating both parenting and business leadership questions at the same time. And that there are people who are willing that that come to me because this is what happened. One person came to me and they're like, I literally don't know where to put my credit card number in. Mm -hmm. I have money to give you because this is what I want. I've been looking for a community. (laughs) Like I want to join, but I can't like, can I shout numbers at you over the phone? Uh Right? Like those are the people that I want because the energy is right. And I think the people are out there and I'm still young in my business and I'm growing. And so I said, okay, for the next four weeks, I'm going to um, treat this like a mini launch, like a spa launch, if you will. Mm -hmm. I'm going (laughs) to like like turn on my receivers, like allow people to come to me. I'm going to do some light touch work. I'm going to reach out to a couple of friends. reached out to you. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I don't know if you know this chase, but I pitched Aiden. I was mm-hmm. like, Hey, you just had a blog post on launching. I can tell you my story about launching. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just going to sh- like tell stories and talk about it and see what happens. So far we've had three people sign up. So I'm mm-hmm. just looking for one more person between yeah. now and the end of March. And if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Wow. But if it does where, happen, where, it will. Yeah. What's the website for them? to? Well, I guess they can go to the, we'll put it, we'll make sure that it's like one of the top links here at, uh, on this, the show notes for this page, the fizzleshow.co slash three, one, two is where you'll go to all the links that for anything we're talking about here. Uh, and that is where you will find a link to Sarah's thing. Move on it. Move yeah. on it. It's yeah. not going to last long. And also the order of this is a little interesting and we should just shout out cause Sarah did just have, uh, one of the most recent, uh, blog posts on the spark line too, which is on a different topic, but it's really, really powerful. It was, uh, it was four questions that you can ask to get great testimonials from your clients. So I get a sense that that you value highly knowing your ideal customer. And it seems, if I can be so bold, to have treated you pretty well. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I mean, it's no mistake. We're the same. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is the like, what can you learn from a launch? And so I reached out one of the things I I, I looked at the February launch and I said, OK, I tried all of these things. Right. I um, I did a Instagram challenge. I did a support uh, kind of challenge for people. I introduced moms to each other. I had like a long lead page because this is such a highly paid program. It's, you know, several thousand dollars that people are paying. So I didn't want to open and close the cart over three days. Yeah. Um, but I said, what didn't I do? I didn't do direct marketing. I didn't email people one-on-one. I didn't ask people for nominations. So just the first thing I did afterwards, I started brainstorming. What are all the other things? I didn't even have a Facebook pixel installed in my website. Yeah. Like to-do list, hashtag right. return from maternity leave, haven't installed Facebook pixel yet. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> like it's okay. Like next year, I'll probably do a lot of retargeting advertisements because I think that'd be strategic for all the people who look at the page. I didn't reach, I didn't re-reach out to people. Um, and so I, I reached out to a couple of friends and I said, Hey, I think you'd be perfect for this. And it was really fascinating to answer your question, Aiden. I, Uh, They said, oh, that's so interesting. You call this the Wise Women's Council. I didn't think that was me. Mm, Yeah. Uh. I didn't think I was the profile. I didn't think I was there yet. So all of these really smart, talented entrepreneurs that I just think are so boss were telling me, that seems like such a cool program and I'm not ready yet or Mm -hmm. I'm not there yet. So the messaging was a little exclusive. 
Exactly. Exactly. It tells me that I need to get more messaging. And I think I'm going to experiment with the header and say things like, um, do you feel like you're in the thick of it? Is entrepreneurship Mm. and parenting really freaking hard? Like join other builders who are in the mess with you alongside you. But then also to nominate people one-on-one individually and to reach out and be like, hey, you've been nominated for this program. We think you'd be a great fit. Because yeah. it feels really good to be recognized for something versus to self-elect and say, I am that person, right. which is really hard for an entrepreneur. Right. Yeah, we're, so, t- we're, we're a thousand, thousand times more critical of ourselves than we let other people give mm-hmm. us accolades for. Yeah, yeah, what's interesting is, Sarah, as you're going through this, you're, doing, you're like exactly like nailing what I want people to understand about their launches, that uh, right when the launch is done is right when the next part of the work starts. You know, which is you're you're going straight into like, okay, so that was in February. Now, and and I love the way that you put it. It's like, I made this up. I'm the entrepreneur. I got to invent this. <laughs> I made it up. I did. So that means I can just do other things and make those up too, <laughs> you know? And, <laughs> you can. So, I, and I like that. I like that you're going from one launch, launch, you have the experience that you have in it, and it directly affects what I'm doing next. I mean, if you would have sold 40 spots in the first week, we'd be in a very different position right now. You'd be doing different things, right? But because you're doing, because you had the results you had, you're doing different things. You're doing because those results, they're like the real world in some ways. And as an entrepreneur, you can live in your head, you can live in your heart, you can live in your whatever you think your destiny is going to be, and just like, oh, I think I'm terrible if it doesn't work out like this. It's not meant to be if it doesn't show up just like this, right? Where whereas you compare that to when you actually do like 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 Aiden's saying this 30 day challenge, the just ship it challenge inside of Fizzle, which we've done with with a bunch of Fizzlers recently, and you just launch something. In light of that, that spirit that we've talked about earlier where it's like, hey, you know what? This is not going to be the only launch you do. This is not going to be the only thing you do, right? So you know there's going to be more launches. So let's just launch this one. And oftentimes what happens is, right, when you launch that one, you have a kind of like internal sense of, of, uh, of I maybe incompleteness about that launch, like Sarah's talking about here, where she is going, here's what I want, here's what I want to do now. Right? Like, I just, I just want really, I really want people to hear that. Right? That, like, it's like, here's, here's the launch, and then here's me just making up. Uh, it didn't feel like right to stop the launch, so I'm actually going to make these decisions. We're going to keep it going. Right? And then, and, and, and I just want my, now I've got a new and updated goal of just let's get four more people in. You know? And then, like, days after doing that, it's like, it's like, all right, we've, we've sold three. We're just looking for one more. And then when that's done, then you're like, okay, we can, you'll be able to decide whatever you want to do. You might keep it open for another month and <laughs> just keep selling it to people. And you can, do that yeah you can totally do it but this is this is kind of the nature of launching that i really want people to get um get it just feel like let it wash over you a little bit let it let it not be such a scary idea that the work isn't done you know that you don't get to just sit back on your laurels because what if what maybe maybe if this isn't your only launch you don't have to burn the candle at both ends or put the candle in the oven and turn on all the lights <laughs> which I, for some reason really sticking with me um, that's a good one man you know but like but but maybe maybe you can have a more sustainable way of approaching this launch and, and meaning you're working just as hard and you're you're hustling uh, just as as much as you would would want to, but you also have a little bit of a longer term vision, which is kind of like aligning yourself more with with where you're going inevitably, anyways, 
right? It's a, this long-term sort of long-term sense of it's going to be okay. We're going to figure this out. We're going to walk through this. We're going to walk it out, right? And I think that, uh, that Sarah, your story really wonderfully, wonderfully sort of elucidates these, these things that I am just so stoked we get to do as entrepreneurs. Number one, come up with a product that you're proud of that's really honestly and genuinely going to change some people's lives. Like that is the first thing. Number two, get that thing in front of people. That, mm. that deserve to hear about it, that are, that are, that need, uh, like whether it's a crowbar to get them out of their ruts or just a quick helping hand up into a community that to get them surrounded by those five people. You know, what are you thinking, Aiden? Well, I was just going to say that it's not often that we really, really hit har- uh, hit home the fact that Fizzle not only is this amazing podcast where we get to have these conversations, but it literally is uh, in conjunction with many programs like what Sarah's talking about. It is a community. It is an education platform. It is all the tools and weapons necessary to fight your battle, figuring out what that thing is that you love to do. And that thing is uh, hopefully that parallels that impacts other people in amazing ways. So, um, Chase, what's the URL where people can uh, can try this whole thing out? We're going to go at fizzleshow.co slash 312 is the show notes for this episode where people can find everything. Are you thinking of something specific, Aiden? Oh, I was just, uh, is, what's the try? Is it just try5, fizzle.co slash try5? Oh, to get into to Fizzle, out? yeah, because yeah. we've got a five-week free trial for people listening to the podcast, fizzle.co slash try5. So if yeah. you fizzle.co slash try five gets you five weeks free. Now, Sarah, uh, where can people find out more about you just so that they get it in their ear holes in case they don't go into uh, into the <laughs> interweb? And the other thing. Yeah, I, I am on two places on the Internet usually. One is at Sarah K. Peck. That's my website, my Twitter and my Instagram. And one is at Startup Pregnant website. Instagram, Twitter. Okay. Um, I spend the most time on Instagram, so I post, you know, really glamorous, sweaty selfies of me Ooh. while riding the bicycle. <laughs> post Real Peloton. Good. Love it. Real post good. Peloton. Real good. Um, but, it, but to the theme, right, it's to, to show that, like, doing the work, you can't outsource getting on the bicycle. Right. You gotta just keep getting on the bicycle, and Yet. I am not a pretty cyclist. Like, that is never gonna be my claim to fame. I'm usually, like, sweat inside of my eyeballs, like, past my eyebrows, <laughs> like red faced it's not good yeah. um, but I posted on the internet just so people can laugh and um, Startup Pregnant is the yeah. name of my business and the okay. Wise Women's Council is the program I'm launching man I love this Sarah thank you so much for coming on to the Fizzle Show Sarah Thanks for having me. It's so much fun. I love it. Okay, y'all. That is fizzleshow.co slash 312. That's episode 312. Fizzleshow.co slash 312 is where you can go to get show notes and links on everything we talked about today. I want to say thank you to all of you listening in. And, uh, you know, for wherever your journey has you heading, uh, may the road rise to meet you. Find care, take care, serve hard, and dig in. Thanks, y'all. We'll talk to you next week on The Fizzle Show.